0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Where's This Going. Before we get into it today, I want to please remind you to take a second to follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine and subscribe to the YouTube channel for the show that you can find by searching my name, Felix Levine, there on YouTube, and you'll find every episode in its full video version, as well as smaller clips and highlights from those episodes. If you're a fan or sponsor looking to get in touch with me, please go to my website, Felix-Levine.com. There you'll also find... Every episode in both video and audio formats, as well as photos from every recording and contact information for you there handy. Also, if you're listening to the show right now, please just take a quick second to rate and review the show on Apple's podcast app. That would be a massive help. And my next guest, he is a doctor, CEO, author, world-class bodybuilder, and multi-millionaire entrepreneur. I am so excited to have him on the show today. Please welcome Sam Back to Yara. And we're live. Sam, thank you uh, for taking the time today to uh, come on my show. It's truly a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much, Billy. Thanks for having me. So I told you a few seconds ago. Is there a little tidbit, a little something that the world doesn't already know about you? You've done a bunch of podcasts. You have your own podcast. People get to know you, but is there a little tidbit, a little something that uh, perhaps people don't know? You no, know,
1: I thought about it long and hard. I'm pretty transparent. Everybody was like, "Man, you're gonna put everything out there," and I'm. Pretty much every, everybody knows everything about me except one thing that I really don't talk about. And that's me uh, for years bumping heads with my mother. Oh. I mean, you know, because, you know, she's an old school uh, Middle Eastern woman and she's so set in her ways. You know, she's the one that says be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer or, or nothing else. So for years, she wanted to instill her old mentality and old Middle Eastern mentality into me. And I'm kind of my kind of person that I want to kind of do my own thing right. and you know just because I'm from a certain country that doesn't mean I have to do everything they do and i kind of put the best practices of every culture and I create my own culture so uh, for years we bump heads and to this day sometimes we still bump heads but now we kind of understand that hey she knows how I am I know how she is we respect each other's thing and, and we don't cross the line.
0: And how do you, I mean, you know, I guess on a, on a daily basis or whenever you're with her, what are those conversations now? Like, and how have you, you know, what kind of things have you said to, you know, improve your relationship from your end? Um, has she kind of compromised and
1: met you somewhat halfway as well? Yeah. You know, um, I just told her that let me live my life. You know what I mean? I've done pretty well for myself (laughs) and, um, and I don't, um, you know, and I think I know what I'm doing 47 now, you know, you know, but even, you know, she, she's always been trying to, you know, oh, how to raise my kids, you know, how to discipline my children, you know, who to marry, who to not marry, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, what a profession I should do, mm-hmm. you know, how I should dress. You know, I remember one time, you know, she was, uh, she had an accident and um, I went to go see her in the hospital. She had a car accident. I went to the hospital right after the gym. And she looked at me and she yelled at me. She was in the hospital and in, in, in injured, but she was yelling at me because I was in shorts and tank tops in the hospital. She goes, that's not proper attire for hospital. Mm. You know, I go, mom, I don't know how it is in the old country, but I just came from a gym. I'm not the doctor that's operating on you. I'm here as your son right after the gym. I'm good, you know? So those are some, some of the things. I love my mom, you know, and, and I, I cherish her and, and, and love her for everything that she's done for me. She raised me... Um, and you know, as a single mother did the best that she could, you know, uh, you know, she built an empire for herself from, from literally nothing, you know, but sometimes she can be overwhelming, you know, and, and just wants to do what she wants to do in your life. Where mm. I'm like, look, it's my life, my rules. And if you want to be in my life, you got to go by my kind of rules. So and how I, think it, we have, I, I think we have a pretty good understanding right now. How has that influenced the way that you've parented your children? You know what, very good, that's, that's such a good question because you, you started off by, by something I've never talked about, you know what I mean? And that, that's been the best question yet because I'm like, you know, we always talk about the same thing when somebody right. interviews me, but um, great, great start with that, Felix. Thank you. Um, you know, I don't ever want to influence my children for what to do. All mm-hmm. I'm going to do is give them the tools, give them the foundation, and as a coach, as a as a trusted advisor,
0: mm.
1: let them know what my opinion of, of, of everything is, what the consequence of each decision will be, and let them make their own decision. That's all I want to do. Right. You know, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to hold them back. I don't want to, you know, influence them in any way. You know, I want to just give them foundation, you know, and and advice, and let them make their own decisions. Mm you think that that mentality comes from
0: learning about the relationship that you had with your mother or bumping heads with your mother when you were younger
1: um yes 100 you know i don't want to be a, dic- a dictator right you know and in the old school you know most middle Easterns are dictators mm-hmm. you have to do this and even even back in the day they used to have prearranged marriages right where you know oh you know you're gonna marry her when you guys are 18 or 20 years old right now, I'm like, you know, that's what they used to do. They want to control everything. Right. You know, I don't want to control. I don't want to be a dictator. I do want them to be a functioning member of society and a contributing member of society. I'm going to give them all the tools. I'm going to put them in the right places. I'm going to put them in, in the right field. But at the end of the day, they got to make their own decisions for
0: themselves. Now, I'm also curious because, you know, when when I talk to, to highly successful individuals, um, you know, I mean, their kids, They, they grow up in a very, in a very nice, you know, comfortable manner. Um, how do you also, you know, teach them all those great morals they've grown up, you know, they, in a nice setting, but also not, you know, let them know that nothing is handed to them. They have to earn it. Um, you know, what, what you've earned is what you've earned and they also have to go earn for themselves. That's
1: a huge question and a huge problem for most successful people, right? You know what I mean? Because they've created success for themselves. And now they come to the crossroad, you know, how much should I, you know, you want to give to your children, but you don't want to overgive them so much, you know, overdo it so much so they don't do anything. One of the best quotes I heard about that is give your children enough to do something, mm. but not so much that they don't do anything. And how have you done that with your children? Oh, they know. They know that daddy works hard. They, they see everything. Yeah. But they know that daddy works hard. Right. They know that daddy goes to work. You know, I'm not here on a Wednesday, you know, Netflixing yeah. all day. I'm working. I'm grinding. So they associate everything that I have with what I'm doing. Also, they know that, you know, the other day my my, my daughter was like, hey, daddy, can I have this? I'm like, How much is it? She goes, it's 19.99." I go, that's a lot of money. Yeah. I go, that's a lot of money. I said, can you find something more, you know, something more reasonable? So she went on there trying to find I said, all right, so you want that, right? What are you willing to do for it? Mm. What are you willing to do for it? Let me know what he wants to do for it. You know, I talked to her about starting her own business. You know, I, you know, I, I talked to her, you know, about you know, the other day, we we're talking about, you know, getting, you know, buying masks and selling masks and start a little business. You know, we talked about lemonade stand, you know, and, you know, so she associates business and work with money. And she knows that. And she knows the difference between wants and needs. Right. You know, at, at a very young age, both my daughters, you know, they were like when we were two, three years old, they understood what does it want and what does it need? So when they asked me, you know, dad, I want that. You know, I go. That's a want. Right. It's not a need. And then they understand that. The, you know, the savings. They understand education. You know, so I'll, I, I talk to my daughters like adults. Right. I'll talk to them like adults.
0: And I think that's you know I think that's beautiful, and I think it's uh, it's refreshing to hear from, especially from you know highly successful people. It's it's public. People can can look you up and find out everything about your life. But at the same time, you know, you you instill those morals on them. So I think you know that's uh, it's a lesson for a lot of parents, not just highly successful people, but parents in general. And I'm also curious uh you know for you, I mean, you know, you're 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 a hard worker, you're level-headed. I mean, have you always been that way? Were you like this as a child? I know that, you know, you're described as a scrawny, awkward child and that's why you went to bodybuilding. We can go into that after, but um from a mentality standpoint, have you always had this, you know, hard work uh mentality since a young age?
1: Great question, but let me also let me before we answer that question. I'm going to tell you this. My daughter asked me the other day; she's 11. Daddy, when I'm 16, are you going to buy me a car? And here's what I told her. I said, "Okay. I said if you get an A,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can choose the car that you want. An A average, whatever car you want, you can choose. You can have it. If you get a B, I choose your car. <laughs> if you get anything less than a B, you're not getting a car." Mm. And it's not like I feel like grade matters is about whatever you do in life, you do your best, right? You know, achieve something. We know, you know, you know, that, you know, getting good grades, not necessarily mean you're going to be successful, but it tells you something about your work ethic. Right. You know what I mean, so as far as my work ethic is concerned, um, no, I didn't have it. I'm, I was just lazy. It's just like anybody else. We're born lazy. You know, you think we, so? we, of course, you know, you know, think about it. You know, if you had to go run right now 10 miles or stay on the couch you know, stay on the couch and watch a good movie, which one would you rather have or eat chips? I, to, this day, to this day, I would rather be on the couch and eat some chips than going to go on a 10 mile run right now. Right. I take it every single day. But what I've learned is that this, the thing that I was born with, though, we're all, we're, we're all born lazy, mm. all of us, mm. okay? But what I've learned over time is this, what, what I was born with, is that I want better for myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be average. I don't want, you know, to go through life and and just be average and and all that. So I told myself, if I don't want to be average, then i got to be willing to do the work. Do I like to do the work all the time? No, I don't like to do the work. You know, do I like to get up at four o'clock every single morning and go lift some heavy ass weights in the gym every single day for the past 35 years? No, no. There's times that I'm like, man, why am I doing this to me? You know, but you know what? I get up because I know success compounds over time. Mm. Okay. You know, I didn't get in shape overnight. I'm not going to get rich overnight. I just got to put in the work just like I put in the gym. It's going to compound over time. And as long as everybody understands that, you know, success compounds It's a little things that you do right every single day that compounds to big results. When was the first time you understood that idea that success compounds and, you know, accumulates over time? Very very good question. Gosh, man, you're pretty good, Felix. Thank you. (laughs) You're pretty good. You know, um, the first time I did a bodybuilding show. The first time I did a bodybuilding show, Mm. you know, you know, I started, Felix, I was fat as F. Yeah. How much how much how much did you weigh? I think I was I was I weighed 185 and I was like 20% body fat. Wow. Okay. 20% body fat, 185. Right. And you're how tall? Five five wow. on a good day. <laughs> on a good day. You know what I mean? With the right shoes. Right. <laughs> um, and um and so my coach wrote down a 16-week cut program for me. Okay. So for 16 weeks, I have to do a certain amount of weight, certain amount of cardio, you know, eat a certain amount of you know meals right. and you know, you know, measure them. After a week, I'm like, man, this shit is not working. Two weeks, this shit is not working. Three weeks, oh, man, I really, I don't really see anything. But over the course of 16 weeks, I became shredded. I saw my abs for the first time. I see cuts in my legs that I never had, you know, cuts in my shoulders I never had. I'm like, wow, I was able to transform over the 16 weeks. I wasn't able to transform overnight. See, in life, Felix, everybody wants everything overnight. We live in a microwave society, Mm -hmm. you know, where everybody wants everything microwave, everything fast, but that's not how success works. That's not how it works. You gotta put in the work, you gotta put in the grind, and every once in a while you might you know you know get a little spike here and there but over time you know you know you gotta you gotta stay on stay on it mm. now how do you continuously on a daily basis
0: uh you know i mean yeah we've talked about those highly su- big successes how do you continue to push yourself uh continue to push that standard and you know are there other people around you that motivate you are there things that motivate you i mean what, what, you know, talk about your
1: mentality and how that's kind of progressed over the years. Things don't motivate me anymore. Things used to motivate me when I was broke, when I was just up and coming, when I was poor, I'm like, oh man, you know, the mansion will be cool or the, the Lamborghini will be cool. When I got all that, I'm like, that, that, don't, that don't mean shit to me. Uh, you, know, you know, what really means a lot to me right now, you know, first and foremost is my children. Right. I got to see the example for them. I got to set an example of work ethic, you know what a man is all about. What the man does. And the second thing that really motivates me is, I just don't want to be the same as I was yesterday. Mm. Now, for me, that's death. Death to me is staying stagnant, staying the same, not growing. You know, you know. And I can't, you know, I can't imagine myself being the same year after year. See, we as humans, mm. you know, we're at the top of the food chain. Right. Right. We're at the top of the food chain. You know, um, which means that we beat dinosaurs and tigers and, you know, uh, lions and everything like that. We we definitely can't beat them in physical strength, right? The the reason we're able to beat them, because we evolved. We put a man on the moon, not tigers. We invented a plane, we invented a car. No other species have invented that. That means because we have the ability to assess and get better, right, and be able to improve. Guess what? If you're not using your God-given ability and your God-given gift every single day, and you're just sitting on the couch, you know, you know, watching Netflix and just throwing your life day in, day out, then guess what? You're disrespecting God. Mm. As far as you're disrespecting your gift. And now we're just going to take a quick
0: break to talk about a few great sponsors of the show. Shout out to U.S. Wellness Meats. All of U.S. Wellness Meats' beef, lamb, bison, and dairy products are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. They also offer pasture-raised heritage pork, free-range poultry, and wild-caught seafood. They specialize in a variety of special diets and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP friendly options. U.S. Wellness Meats is over 400 all-natural whole foods in their online store at uswellnessmeats.com, and all their foods are raised on family farms dedicated to sustainable and ethical principles. They do not use any pesticides, herbicides, antibiotics, growth hormones, or GMOs. Go to uswellnessmeats.com today and use promo code PODCAST, and you'll receive 15% off store-wide savings. They deliver within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facility, and it's only $9.50 for shipping and handling. Again, go to uswellnessmeets.com, use that promo code PODCAST, and you'll receive 15% off of every single order. Now, let's get back into it. Now, how do you, uh, I guess on a daily basis, as you just kind of mentioned, assess yourself and, and assess where you're at? I mean, you're a busy guy. You've got a lot to do. Do you ever have you know, moments where you, you're able to sit down, relax, think about things through? I mean just kind of gauge where you're at so that then you can, you know, recalibrate for the next day. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, you need downtime to be able to look at things from a 30,000 foot view. Right. When you're in what I call, you know, the weeds, the fight or flight right. response, you know, you're in what's called the sympathetic nervous mode. Sympathetic nervous mode is the fight or flight hormone, epinephrine, norepinephrine, you know, cortisol, you know, and you're, you're, you're kind of stressed, but you're in the weeds, right? And you, critical thinking doesn't come when you're in the weeds, critical thinking comes when you're relaxed, you're open and you can look at everything from a 30,000 foot view mm. and be able to strategize how, how you're, how you think going. So just like when somebody wants to build their arms, you know, say they go, Sam, I want to build my arms. I want to get my arms bigger. You know, I don't tell them to, okay, you know, work out, you know, do 10 sets of 10 of curls every single day, every day for the rest of the year. No. The way you grow a muscle is by hitting it hard and letting it rest mm. your proper nutrition. Right. The way you grow your mind is the same. Hit it hard, take a break, reassess, reexamine, and move forward. Now, you, there's one quote
0: that I really love that, that you say is, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Now, how do you, you know, what does fulfillment look like for you? Fulfillment
1: to me right now is spending time with my children mm. and developing them to right. so making sure that, you know, I'm developing the next generation to the best of my ability. Fulfillment to me is making a difference in this world. Fulfillment to me is helping others succeed. That to me is fulfillment. You know, that's why, you know, they say success without fulfillment is ultimate failure. Well, how, what would I be if I had all this stuff, you know, I had all the material things, but I haven't helped anybody along the way. I made myself successful, but I've never helped anyone else. That would suck. That would absolutely suck. That's a lonely place to be. And what's that feeling like when you
0: are able to bring those people who maybe didn't believe in themselves or had a goal and you kind of, you know, help them achieve their goal? What's that feeling like for you over the years and in seeing people around you and helping others and seeing them develop?
1: the feeling of helping people develop. It's probably the singlest, the most awesome feeling that I could ever have. It, it takes me back to my, that's when I got into personal training. Because mm-hmm. when somebody would come in, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, they're overweight, you know, they're out of shape, they don't feel good, they, they lost self-confidence, you know, and you know, and now they come up to me and they want to change. Mm. And I put a program together, and they change, and I change their life and their outlook. The same thing goes with business and everything else. You know, when you truly make a difference in somebody's life, gosh, man, that's like a shot of antioxidants, vitamins, and energy, you know, and you just, your heart feels happy. All right. Now, for you,
0: I mean, you know, there are people out there that don't know where to start, right? They, they're, they were they're, the, they're the, that overweight kid that has no self-confidence, that doesn't has no idea where to begin, where to look, how to motivate themselves. They're the ones that you're talking about. They're on the couch watching Netflix and drink, and, and eating chips, but they want to somehow break out of that mold. Is there a single best um, piece of advice that that you could tell them that to, to at least, you know, guide them into
1: the right direction of where to begin? Um, absolutely. The first, the best single advice I will t- give anybody is to change your proximity and change your life. Mm. You know, you want to change your surroundings. They say you're the average of the five people you hang around with and your income is the average of five people you hang around with. Mm. Well guess what? You know, take a look at do an inventory of who you hang around with. Take take an inventory of who you know what what's going inside of your head. What is the output? What is the input? Right. Change that. Mm.
0: Now is there something that you would have told maybe a young eight or twelve year old Sam um that you now know that you wish you know you could have known back when you were a young boy getting started in this this big world.
1: Yes. You know, I, I would let him you know I would give him Jim Rohn's quote. I would I will give him Jim Rose. Self education will make you a living.
0: Mm. How have you self-educated?
1: I, I, no, I'm, I'm sorry, formal education will make you a living. Okay. Self education will make you a fortune. Huh I mean, you know, you know, I was brought up that, okay, you know, you're going to go to college, you know, you're going to go to school, you're going to go to college, and you're done. You're done learning. Just go, you know, go work on your craft. Right. And that's that's what I was brought up with. You know, then when I learned about personal development, you know, I started investing in myself. I started getting coaches and mentors and reading books and hanging around the right people. That's where I really started growing. That's when I started making my money. You know what I mean? So if anybody's watching this and, you know, the young kids watching, this, oh, yeah, I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to learn this. Someone done no 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 learning is constant learning is every day reading is every day you know men, you know uh, getting mentors is every day you know it's very important for young kids to understand that man you don't have to just go to school and that that doesn't that doesn't stop you know your work doesn't stop there it just begins right now do you
0: set goals for yourself on a daily on a daily basis or, or perhaps five or ten year goals I mean is there you're you're you know you're involved in so many different things uh you are a have a high work ethic, I think we can all tell that. But, you know, I mean, do you look at different industries you wanna get into? I mean, you're a businessman, you're, there's so many different things that you're doing. Uh, how do you you know, assess that? And do you, I think it's interesting for me whenever I talk to these highly successful people to know how they look at the future, if they look at the short-term future, the long-term future, how you assess that?
1: Well, first of all, that's a great question. You know, Felix, what would life be without goals? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, like, I don't understand. I don't understand when somebody is living and don't have goals. Like, are you alive? <laughs> are, you, are you? I mean, I got to check your blood pressure on your pulse because I, I think you're dead. If, you, if, if you're a, a living human being and you don't have goals, then I don't know what you're not living. Mm. You, know, you have no aspirations. and You have no goals. and You have no you know, drive. Of course, you know, I have short term goals. I have long-term goals. I have weekly goals. I have daily goals. You know what I mean? I really, I, I really do. And, and, and the way I assess things, it just, it just depends on what season of my life I am in. Mm. And what's important for me at that moment, at that time. You know, right. for, for many years, you know, for the most important thing to me was making money.
0: Right.
1: You know what I mean? Making money. Today, that's not the most important thing to me. So to me, the most important thing to me today is time, mm. and right? And so, so if the investment opportunity comes and and I can make some money from it, and requires a lot of my time, it just depends on what is the return, not on return on investment, right. Return on time now. Huh. So it's called, I call it ROT. <laughs> ROT. You know what I mean not ROI. You know, before you know, I, before when I, when I was younger, when I first started my business, I didn't mind you know working 60, 70, 80 hours a week to 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 make a good living. Now you couldn't you couldn't pay me enough to work that much because I'm not going to miss out on my family's life and and, and my children's life to, to 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 for any of that any of that. I'm not going to miss soccer practice or or swim practice or or, or picking pick up from school. I'm not going to do that for nothing for no amount of money.
0: Do you find it harder to to have that mentality now um, where, you know, you know that you can make X amount of dollars working this amount of time, but, and maybe, you know, when you were 20 or 25, you would have done that. Now you don't. I mean, are you, a, is it something that you're at peace with? Is it something that, that you still are tempted to
1: sometimes when you see a big opportunity or? I'm totally in peace with it. I'm totally in peace with it. Mm. You know, you know, you have to understand that life has its seasons, right? You know, and uh, and uh, just like in the weight room, in the weight room, I can do what I used to do when I was in my 20s. Today, I was lifting with a couple of my uh, workout partners. One of them in his mid 20s, one of them was early 30s, like 31. And we're doing squats and squats right now, man. I stay at 225. I'm good with 225, repping it out, you know, and all that kind of stuff, you know, and they wanted to go to 315 and 365. They're like, you want to do that? Nope, no. I'm in peace with it. I'm in peace and I'm not going to lift that anymore. Right. And I'm in peace when I'm not going to, you know, you know, get, get in every business opportunity, you know, and, um, and you have to understand there is time and place for everything. And I'm very, I'm very in peace with that. Now to
0: wrap things up, do you ever think about a uh, legacy? I mean, do you ever think every day. and what do you hope the, the Sam Bakhtiar's legacy is?
1: I mean, I just want my legacy to be my children Mm. and to touch as many people's lives, you know, through physical exercise and through mindset that if an immigrant that came in here with $500 in luggage and a single mom was able to do it, then you can too, especially people who are here in America, you know, with all the crap that's going on today, it really pisses me off. It really pisses me off because people are just like, shaming America, shaming America, and I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people don't know. I'm not a U.S. I'm not. I'm still not a U.S. citizen. Wow.
0: I'm.
1: Not, I'm. I'm still not. I've been here for so many years. I got in trouble when I was younger, and nothing. Nothing crazy. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm applying to for my citizenship now. You know, but um, people shame America. I'm not even. I'm not officially an American, but I'm so patriotic. Right. I'm so patriotic, bro. Now, this is the greatest country in the world by far. Nobody's moving anywhere else. Everybody wants to come to America. And there's a reason for that. And we're out there shaming, you know, people and shaming America and, and just saying everything is bad and lighting, rioting, eluding, and 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 making, you know, look, are we perfect? No. We're not. We're not perfect. We're by far right, but nobody is. Right. Are we the best solution in the world? I would say most people. Most people around the world agree. Mm -hmm. Iranians are not going anywhere else. Iranians are coming here. Chinese are coming here. You know, most people are moving to be here. There's a reason for that. And I think that if you are living in here, in this great country, and you can't make something out of yourself, good luck. Go to Iran. (laughs) Go to Iraq. Go to Bangladesh and see what happens.
0: Beautiful. People can follow you on Instagram at Sam and your website, sambakhtiar.com. You have the One Percenter podcast, a phenomenal podcast for people to listen to. Sam, truly an honor. I hope that one day if you're ever in New York City, I'll bring you into the studio. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best. You're a big inspiration to me and I'm sure all the people listening. So thank you for the time today. It was truly a
1: pleasure. Thank you, folks. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me.